Well, on this Valentine's week, what a wonderful time of the year this is. We are reminded of the love that we have in our lives. I want to talk about this morning on our podcast, the four ways that love is overlooked. We think of love in emotional ways. We think of it in ways that are expressed in sending flowers or candy or things along that line. But we need to understand how God expresses love to us and how our friends express love to us. These are ways that we wouldn't naturally think of because they are overlooked. But let's look at the four ways that love is overlooked in our lives and why we need to appreciate it. First of all, we read in Revelations chapter 3, when the Lord talked to the church of Laodicea in verse 19, he said, God disciplines those whom he loves. That doesn't seem very exciting, does it? But the reality is, the proof of God's love in your life is the fact that he cares enough for you that he wants you to walk in holiness. The Lord wants you to be like him. And the only way that can occur is that he disciplines all the areas of our lives that need to be disciplined so that we will leave them, walk away from them, get rid of them. Or sometimes we need to start doing them, such as reading the word of God or spending time in prayer or being kind and gentle to other believers and being respectful of the fact that they are fellow believers in Christ. And when we neglect those areas or we are participating in things that are dishonoring to the Lord, God in his love disciplines us. So often we think of God's love towards us in material ways. He gives me this or he watches over me or protects me. And those things are all true as well. But we fail to understand that God's love towards you is expressed in the fact that he lovingly disciplines you. That doesn't mean that God is punishing you if you know Christ as your Savior. Yes, the Lord punishes the wicked. They are objects of his wrath, according to what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2. But believers have been justified. We have been declared innocent. We have peace with God, as Paul tells us in Romans chapter 5. And then there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And therefore, the way that God the Father expresses himself to us is pouring out his goodness, his grace, and his love. And that love includes molding me to be more like the Savior and polishing me to get rid of the rough edges. Well, that polishing process is often God's discipline. The Lord wants you to acknowledge that the areas of your life are not honoring to him, and he wants you to get rid of them. He wants you to put them aside. Sometimes when we don't do that, when we ignore the voice of the Lord, we mean ignore the Spirit of God as he convicts us of things in our lives that we know are not honoring to him. The discipline lovingly increases until such time as we feel the weight of his gracious discipline in our lives. You know what that's like. 
I know what that's like. So often there are times when we hear the voice of God tell us, don't do that, don't be here, don't watch that, don't be involved in that, and we cast it aside. We knowingly push aside that impression from the Spirit of God. So God says to us, well, I need to lovingly continue to discipline you. But all of that is done so that you will say to the Lord, I want to be like Christ and not like this fallen world. I want to love the things that God loves. I want to have God's perspective on the corrupt things of this world. And I want to ask my eyes, Christ. You know what? There are other ways in which love is overlooked. And that is when friends confront you in grace because they want you to correct errors in your lives. One of the things that we have as believers is we have fellow believers. We have brothers and sisters in the Lord. And when they genuinely want to see you grow and mature, not out of bitterness, not out of hatred, but out of a desire to see you mature, they too can point out things in your lives that need to be addressed. Now, we have to be very careful because so often that can turn all the wrong way and it can go south on us really fast. But we need to approach our friends, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And as it reads in Matthew chapter 18, when a brother offends you, and a brother sins against you, go to him. Point out his error just between the two of you. That verse in Matthew chapter 18 is really the important aspect of God's grace and love. Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 tells us the exact same thing, that those who are more mature need to encourage others to walk and to deal with the areas of their lives. And so, in all these things, this is how love is expressed. If I love you, I want the best for you. I care for you. I want to see you mature. If I hate you, if I don't care less about you, I just let you wallow in your sin and continue down a road that is going to cause self-destruction. So, we need to realize that when a Dear brother or sister in the Lord comes to you and is concerned about your spiritual well-being. Don't get your back up. Don't get all defensive. Don't get all, it's none of your business. Realize what they're doing. If they have come genuinely in the right spirit, and I do hope they have, then appreciate the fact that they love you and want to see you become more like Christ. You know, the passage in Matthew 18 carries on and says, you know what, if you reject that, they're going to continue to love you. How are they going to continue to love you? Well, they're going to bring a couple of friends with them who can pray for you and who can encourage you. And together they can say to you, I want you to understand, we love you and want the best for you. And the three of us or four of us really want to see you deal with this area So that's what it tells us in Romans chapter 18 to bring two or three witnesses that they can can testify 
to the area of your life that is dishonoring to God. Now, again, we have to be so careful that we're not more guilty than the person who's done the offense by going in the wrong spirit. But if we come genuinely with a concern and a care to see a brother or sister return to the Lord with all their heart and soul, just like that parable of the lost sheep, that there's joy in the restoration of that one that has gone astray, so also there needs to be joy when we see a friend say, I'm sorry, you're right, should not have said that or did that, should not have gone there, I should not have been involved in that. There's no bitterness, there's no anger, there's no attempts to hurt one another. That is an expression of love. And I know there's a lot of people who are listening to this podcast right now who have been confronted. And maybe it's because they came in the wrong spirit. Maybe they came with a very vindictive attitude, and that was wrong on their behalf. But understand God is calling all of us to walk in his fellowship. And when we get to heaven, there's not going to be any valid reason we can bring before the Lord as to why we have neglected the Lord in our lives, that we were that one sheep that was astray. There is no valid reason. God's going to say, why did you neglect the assembly of believers? Why did you neglect the fellowship of other Christians? And you're going to try to hum and haw and try to figure out some valid reason that you were hurt or you were just unjustly dealt with. But the reality is they're not going to be valid. God wants all of us to return to him and to return to the fold and to return to the other 99 that have been waiting for our return. And so I say to all of us, yes, I have been hurt too in the past. I have been the victim of criticism. Yes, absolutely. But my love for God is deeper. And I need to realize that the only way I can truly love the Lord is to walk in fellowship with him and with those other imperfect people who also have been saved by grace. And their expression towards me of love is manifested in fact that they do want to see me walk in the Lord. Well, in Matthew 18, it tells us if we continually reject that gracious act of restoration, then Jesus said, bring it to the body of believers. Again, why? To attack? To be critical? No. So that the body of believers can see the gravity of the sin, be warned by that as well, but certainly pray for the overall restoration of that wayward sheep. I do pray that we would spend time today in prayer and ask God, Lord, I know I've been offended. You know I've been hurt. You know what has happened to me, and it was wrong. It was unjust. They should not have done that. And those may be true and valid, but Lord, I still love you, and I still need to worship you. Being that one lamb that has walked away from you has not been good for my soul. It has not been good for my spiritual life. It has not been good for the joy in my heart. 
and I do need to come back to you. These are the four ways in which God shows his love to us. By him himself disciplining us, and by the Lord bringing people into our lives that care for you and who call you back to restoration. And I understand the pain. I understand the hurt. But we need to be with Christ. We need to sing songs together with other believers. We need to pray with another brother or sister in the Lord. We need to have that joy restored once again. And so on this Valentine's week, I would say this to you. Go to the Lord. Tell the Lord you love him. Thank him for his love towards you. And say to him, Lord, I want to worship you in the way you want to be worshipped once again. And for the pain in my past and for the hurt that's been done in my life, I have to leave it at your throne. It is more important give you glory and honor and to be obedient to the word to carry grudges. So pray about that this week, I ask. And let us all be encouraged that our great God, our Savior, loves you as his redeemed child with an everlasting, eternal love. I'm Alan McQuarrie, and join us next week's podcast as we continue working through the Word of God together.